I don't know what else to say, but I'm saying something. Brought to you by some guys on the internet. This is getting tabled. With your hosts, Jason the Bruce. You guy! George the Yang. I hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude. Jason, a.k.a. Major Socks. We've been doing this and talking about various stuff. One of the stuff. Now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, future people. Welcome to Getting Tabled. I'm Jason the Bruce, and with me, the main man of the show, Major Socks. That's right. Hello, everyone. Episode 81 tonight uh george is unfortunately out of out of t- well he's having some issues possibly with his dog hopefully his dog's okay um yeah we wish him the best so uh had a bit of a bad turn here. yesterday so yeah it kind of kind of came out okay but he still doesn't know for sure so hopefully everything thing works out but uh we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. we do we do. Uh, thank you to those that support us. If you enjoy our content, if you get value from this, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's $2 a month. Gives you early access to all of the videos that we do. Well, most of the videos that we do. Uh, there is very, very occasionally one that'll slip through and you always get notification on that. I think we've had three. I've always kind of said it's 80%, but I think there's like three or four in the history of this channel that's gone straight through. Please consider it. It would be wonderful. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. All right. So we're moving across to just there's this little battle that happens in a galaxy a very long distance away. away. It's a very long distance away from us and a very long time ago. Exactly. Uh, it's a battle of it's a battle of war. It's a battle of wars in space. In the stars. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the unfortunate first topic of this is mini, uh, AMG's mini extravaganza was delayed mm. due to some of their staff members having COVID. Yeah. And so due to safety, which we totally understand as a community, oh, we don't want yeah. them to get yeah. uh, others sick and stuff like that. Stay safe, everyone over there, AMG. Um, so they had to delay their uh, extravaganza. Uh, weekend, which would have been wrapping up uh, here in a few hours, actually. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but in the meantime, they still announced a lot of stuff, not just for Star Wars. We'll go over some other stuff here here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, but for Star Wars, there's a lot of stuff. So a, a while ago, we had heard about um, Battle Force boxes, and we have some pictures for those coming up. But the first one we're going to look at is these swoop bikes, yeah. which are pretty much speeder bikes. Which these things look cool, and they are for three different factions. If you look on the back of the book, you can actually use them as mercenaries, as rebels, and as the Republic. So, sorry, Separatists, you don't get any swoop bikes. And Empire, sorry, you don't have any, but wait, you do. You already have the scout troopers on bikes, so why do you need another another type? Um, so, yeah, I am looking forward to this because... I like three how factions that looks. Can use, they look very cool. And and with the fact that uh, three factions can use them, they're all going to have different pilot scopes because they're not all going to be the same. I... Uh, well, first thing, so I could be wrong on this because there could have been a release of this already that I'm not aware of. But I'm kind of suspecting that we're going to see the bikes come out of the Boba Fett show. Yes, that would be. I, I can, I'd be very surprised that we don't. If we don't get that, maybe not as part of Mini Stravaganza, but like that's something yeah, that I really think should be happening. Um, I I don't want to say it for sure because, but I've seen pictures out there of Mandalorian and Grogu. Like, official. I thought we didn't. We already knew. Didn't we already know that there was people have been doing that third 
third person on their own. Oh, okay. but I think I've seen official photos. Maybe maybe someone used a very very good quality 3D model that they printed out. Possibly classes are out there, which is possible. But no, these sweet bikes look very, very cool. Um, yeah, I'll probably have to get a couple, probably three, because I'm definitely getting the mercenary box. I got Shadow Collective already on pre-order at my local game store, and I already have Rebels. So there's two of the three factions that I could build, and I've got a Republic Force sitting in my box that's ready to be built as soon as I've finished with my pile of shame. So yeah, what's the point of, of not getting a third box so I can have some sweet bikes with them too? So, but the Separatists. They also have some swoop bikes already. They have their little uh, speeders, the swap yep. speeders, uh, the droid droid. And so I could see why they're not getting any either. But for the other three factions, getting speeders like this is a cool idea to round out that kind of a of support force uh, yep. for the other no, three I factions. No, I agree. Um, so, the next thing that I've listed here, we did already know that this was coming, the Shadow Collective Battle Force. But they've done a scene yes. to stats, so this actually goes through some of the stats of what's in the box itself and how it actually plays. So I kind of wanted yes. to highlight that very quickly, just because for the people that want to buy this, that that's definitely going to be a must-read. Um, it is a really nice-looking box, honestly. It is a very nice-looking box. You get your two Black Sun and Pike uh, Syndicate commanders, and Gar Saxon is a separate box. And so I have Gar Saxon on an order, too, so I'll, I can fill all three of those commanders. And you'll notice down there in the unit restrictions, normally you need three to six core units. As the Shadow Collective, you only need two minimum core units. And so if you get the Shadow Collective Battle Force box, you're going to be able to field a complete army right off the bat right off the bat because mm. you most likely have for those of us that play you probably have Bosk or Cadbane or Maul and so there's an operative that you can hold and you can add you can field all three of those if you have all three of those like I do and so and then you got your special force super commandos which is the other uh, squad that comes in this box as well and then if you have a heavy unit or you get the swoop bikes in the as a support option in, in the future you, you've got a fat, a force to be ready as yeah. soon as you assemble stuff and paint stuff which is which is awesome um, I can see some other heavies and other supports coming out here in the future um i mean we all know that as forces get started they they're low on support and heavy stuff but look at the, the empire the rebels i mean even the yeah. new factions the republican the separatists they've got a lot of support and a lot of heavy options available and so just give amg some time and we'll get some good support and good heavy options uh for the shadow collective battle force here in the future and with the heavy the speeder truck being the only heavy option uh looks like i got to get the little bus uh so i can give a, a heavy option support because i like heavy units when i build my my force yeah so i mean if, if you're uh, ever I'm, in the situation where you want to invest in a new force for any game really uh you need you're always going to need to be aware that you're going to have to have a bit of patience uh because yeah. if an army gets released with everything up front that's never a good sign and there have been companies that tried to do that it doesn't end very well because then yeah. it's like oh and now we've got nothing to release for it. And, oh, wait, now we've got no models. to. Like, you have to space these sort of things out. So, yeah. Another thing I do cool suspect about this... this is going to be very popular, though. Yes. Uh, another thing that's cool about this is down there in the unit restrictions, you can have up to four special force units. Normally, a list can only have up to three. And so people have been saying, well, I want to build a pure Mandalorian-type list. Well... Mm. This is as close as you're going to be able to get. You could have Gar Saxon as your commander, and then you could have two squads of Black Enforcers or two squads of Pike Syndicates as your core units, and then you could have four Super Commandos as your up as your special forces and as a as almost a true Mandalorian style list. And people have been seeing the stat cards uh, released for these a little bit, 
And so just playing around with those on the Battle Force builders that are out there, people are coming up with some crazy options. So we're, as a community, we're getting excited for this to come up uh, on the 17th. Actually, these this, these boxes, at least the Shadow Collective and Gar Saxon, are getting released uh, next week. Yeah. So... I mean, as far as, I mean, if you was ever to get an actual Mandalorian army, that would require, at least from my, I don't see how that would be possible without going all the way back to the Mandalorian Wars. And there's exactly. so many things that they'd, I don't see why you would go that far back in time before doing some fairly significant other things. Because, um, like, there's just not enough in the movies and stuff to really draw yeah. characters from. Quite yeah. quite deliberately. I mean, the Mandalorians are supposed to be one of these things that are myth and legend. And, I mean, we know a lot more now because of the Mandalorian show. But even then, it's yeah. still only snippets. So. But yeah. we've kind of teased this long enough. Let's talk about some Battle Force boxes. Well, uh, yes. So, Battle Force boxes. So, we have heard about these in one of the earlier mini extravaganzas. They had talked about this coming up yeah. in the future. Um, this is a great way for a new player to get into the game if they do not want to um, buy two separate factions as a starter box. Yeah. So, this comes with everything that you need for an 800-point army, whether that's your support units, a heavy unit, a commander, your core units um, that are specialized for these type of unit uh, uh, style of, of forces. Um, so the uh, Republic, uh, you want to play 501st as the clones? Buy that box. Yep. Uh, if you want to play Echo Base Defenders, so you got a lot of uh, Rebel veterans, you buy that box. You want some air speeders and some Tauntauns, whatnot. Uh, Leia is your uh, commander in that force. You buy that box. And the same goes with the Separatists and the Empire box. Um, the cool thing about these two, as these four boxes as well, is they come with unique uh, command cards or, that are specific to these command boxes, these force boxes. However, comma, the nice thing about this is me, who has all four of these factions that doesn't want to go out and spend 125, 150 bucks, depending on the price, for a brand new 800 point army that I have already. Yeah. Um, other than the 501st, I might buy the 501st because I could, I, I could probably sell what I have not made, maybe. Um, I still don't uh, think it'd be worth it. get the cards. I don't think it's going to be worth it either, just to get the cards, because AMG has announced that they are going to allow people to print and play with the new command cards mm. on their own. So you can Which go to the website, the download the done. cards. Yep. Yeah. Print the cards on their own for those veteran players like myself and others around the community that want these command cards but don't want to go buy a whole new faction box for their faction that they already have plenty of stuff for. Um, I so will go I as far as to say is that there there became a point in X-Wing where the fact that they continued to screw over their existing players, and this was Fantasy Flight, not AMG, mm-hmm. uh, with having to buy everything in the line to get all of the cards you need just to be able to play a game. As much as that's a thing that stopped happening probably, what, 12 months ago, maybe 18 months yep. at this point, yep. I still don't think X-Wing has ever really recovered from that. It's no. nowhere near as popular as it was. I mean, they're still. Nope. I mean, it's still popular, but it's not... Like, X-Wing was the... Like, it was top three at one point. It's never yeah. really recovered. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying the game is dead. Don't don't take me out of context no, here. Neither but the neither fact that um, The fact that Asmodi have not gone back back to that tactic says a lot um and it's very important they have with armada and legion you can buy card packs for armada and for legion that include all the command card upgrade cards whatever yeah uh, but you don't have to buy minis that you don't need anymore to get those exactly exactly i can buy a a 20 dollar card pack and get all the 
all the card options available as the Empire Rebel player that I, if I was a Separatist fleet uh, player in Armada, I don't have to go back and try and find all the Rebel or Empire ships uh, anymore just to get those upgrade cards. I can just buy the $20 card pack, $25 mm. card pack that gives me all those cards from Armada, for example. And same thing with Legion. They have, they're actually coming out with a second card pack as part of some of these new releases of, over the next couple months. It's going to have a lot of new upgrade cards that a lot of the stuff has been mixed with the, the other stuff that's coming out in the future too. So yeah. I agree with you. X-Wing is still lagging behind. I can't remember for sure off the top of my head if they have i know they have a upgrade kit to allow players to move from the 1.1 version to the 2.0 version but yep. i don't know if they actually have a card pack itself that just gives all the cards that you need in terms of upgrade cards like we're talking about for legion or armada yeah through that these so. th- these box sets are like this is just hitting it out of the park really really easily um legion is a game that probably needed a little bit more of this i mean you have the starter boxes i mean you got two of them like two of yeah. them yeah yeah uh, and them, both of them, them both of them are very good boxes they're, they're great deals you but get you need two to, f- yeah but you need to have to go into it with somebody or be wanting to own more than one army uh yes. and if you're not that person um now you can just pick the one that you want yeah uh yep. looking at this you're, myself you're right. i genuinely can't look at this and go well this is the box that you'd need to go out like all yeah. four of these boxes are very very tempting for different reasons yes i mean who wouldn't want to play with the 501 yeah who wouldn't want or, to be the bad guys on hoth or play an entire battle of hoth where you could just pick yeah. up one of each box and do an entire battle of hoth that's, um, that's where i was your, leading yeah yeah exactly you're not going to get your dice and your movement tools and stuff like that but they sell those packs separately so don't worry about yeah. those new players that are looking into getting into the legion with these boxes um you can grab all those separately uh, and they're not bad price as well i will recommend you get at least three packs of dice because you will need that much dice for certain especially if you if you load out your atst like i do i can roll 11 dice in one shot so you're gonna need a, a pile of dice um how so big's the atst model depending on how you model it mine's up mine's sitting about nine inches tall so we're never gonna get an atat then no no we'll never get an atat that's a shame so it is a shame but as we've been talking about great way to enter into one of these four factions because shadow collect is battle force box it's not a true battle force box mm. It's almost a battle force box. And so to get into the other four factions without getting a starter kit and having to split it with your friend or as we mentioned earlier, buying both sets and then just tucking one off to the side because you don't want to play that for a while, whatever. Yeah. Excellent ways to get into this game now. All right. Um, I would love to see I would love to see Armada do something like this. But they kind of do with the Separatist fleet and the Republic fleet now. Empire and yeah. Rebel, we'll see if in the future. So we've got one more for Legion. Yeah, and and I skipped over this on purpose because uh, no, this did. is something that I talked about wanting to see. And you have it now. We do We, we got the IG, IG droids. We got IG88, yes. IG11. This is amazing. I love yes, being and right. They, <laughs> and and these models look awesome. Yeah. I am very excited to um, get these, and you'll notice that it, it's interesting to see what loadout they are compatible with. Empire or Rebels? Who would think an IG unit would be compatible with the Rebels? But here we get, as a Rebel player... Well, no, that makes sense, because unit. the Mandalorian reprogrammed one of them, which means that they can yes. be reprogrammed. Yes. So, in that aspect, yes, you're correct. So, I can see it in that aspect. And because of that, I can see us getting some Mandalorian stuff like you mentioned earlier. Yeah. I'd be very future. surprised if that doesn't happen. Um, I suspect 
that at least, like, I, I suspect at least something's going to get shown off when those filming starts. Yes. Uh, and I suspect that they would start with Mando. That would make the most sense. I, yeah. I also suspect that it would be something that will be drip-fed. I don't think you're going to get everything all at once. No, Because no. it doesn't make much we'll, sense to do everything all at once. We'll see some snippets, and then just say, watch out for more in the future, and that's all we're going to get. I suppose the, uh, then the only issue with that is that who do you... Because Mando kind of has his own thing going. I mean, you can't really say that he works with the separatists. I mean, he doesn't really work with anybody Anyone. in particular. Oh, no, well, no, he's just a man. He's a mercenary. Yeah, he no, could be of filled, course. Yeah, he's a mercenary that could be filled probably by the rebels to, to start out with at least, uh, and possibly some others. I, the only one I could see him not working with would be the Empire, because he, like, character-wise, yes. has a problem with the Empire. I agree. Uh, oh, no, that depends on what point in history you're talking about. At, like, at the start of the show, he doesn't. It's when he realizes yeah. what they're up to. Yeah. All right. True. So it, it, it could go both ways. But anyways, I am looking forward to seeing these guys come out. Uh, October timeframe is what they've got as a release date, according to Asmodee's website. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, probably going to have to get a... Actually, I, uh, I only need to get one box of these because I got... They come with both both figures. Yes. 11 and 80 in the box. So I yeah, also suspect that we will see others of these at later stages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they just be silly not to. It's a really easy re-release. Yep, exactly. All right. So that's, Moving that's what we on. got for Legion side. All right. But over to you for MCP. Yep. So first things first, Malekith, which as far as the movies is concerned, is probably one of the least interesting villains. Uh, but this but the is... looks awesome. This is one of the best-looking Marvel minis they've done so far. This it is incredible. Awesome. I'm not overly familiar with Malekith from the comics. Uh, I mean, I don't hate the villain in the in the movie. Uh, it's just not as... I mean, he's one of my favourite actors of all time. Uh, but the character itself is just kind of... Eh, it's just kind of there. Um, this is a... I mean, it's also very... It's a $55 mini. But this is huge. I mean, you yeah. just look at the size, the size of those wings. The size of the tiger itself and yeah. Malekith riding on it. You can tell that that model, that tiger's huge. Yeah. With the bat wings spread out like that too. I mean... Remembering that this is a 40 mil game. So, yeah, this is sizable. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm already seeing people having an issue with that, the size of that tiger and with those wings hitting scenery uh, yeah. off to the side as you're trying to move this thing around. Where am I going to stick this thing and set him down so he's not hitting stuff? Yeah. Um, moving on, we have what is essentially like this is this is a rebox. I'm just going to say it. Yep. Um, so previously Loki and Hela and Thor and uh, I'm forgetting what Valkyrie, uh, Valkyrie was two separate boxes. They've just combined the boxes at this stage and re-put them out there um, as for a, a new box. Price. Yeah, sixty bucks for all four. Yeah, it's a much. It's a very good price. And don't get me wrong, these minis are great. I own these yes. minis. Uh, the first thing I will say: be very careful with Loki. His horns are separate pieces like oh, just boy. the horns they're separate pieces and if you if they go missing this has happened to a lot of people in the community if you drop them on the floor you will never find them um these also should be coming with the updated cards which is important as well um yep. honestly look as much as reboxings is not really that exciting the reason i'm talking about this is more because i think this is this is something we're going to be seeing more of um because it's a much easier way for somebody to buy in. Yeah. 
Well, not just that, but for the retailer, if you don't, if you ever walked into your local game store and you just see a whole shelf yep. lined with all the Marvel boxes up there, same thing with Legion. Um, yeah, they are running out of shelf space. Yeah, and so having combining two boxes in a sense into one box. Yeah, is a great way for shelf owners to then set, free up some space that they can use elsewhere. From so. a from a games perspective, it's very tempting to say, "Well, yes, but that also raises the base price." But let's be honest here: you can't just buy one of these boxes to play with the Asgard anyway. You kind of have to buy both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, if you want to play as an Guardian fact as Guardian faction, you need all four in a sense, almost. Yeah, and you need the next two that's coming out as well that we spoke about last exactly. episode. Yeah, um, this is like on the surface level. This appears to be very dull, but it's not. This is very important. So I think what you can expect is that we are going to be seeing Wakanda come out in a similar faction. I suspect that we'll we'll get a couple of, maybe not the Avengers, because the Avengers stuff comes in the starter. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, But in saying that, maybe they will separate that off as well, because... Yeah, I saw this video. Woo! This is video... No, these are separate boxes as well. No, yeah, so the Asgardians will stay where they are. So we have, very similar to the X-Men last year, the next one is some very, very classic... They're calling this S.H.I.E.L.D. versus HYDRA, uh, but basically... I'm just skipping through this video and showing it off on the feed. It's all classic to the point where that's the original Human Torch that's not the Fantastic Four one. We've got a new version of the Red Skull, which is... So he's been powered up by the Cosmic Cube at this point, obviously. Which looks awesome. Yeah. We've also got Zola and... Uh, I forget who that other guy is. So, but yeah, we've got four new boxes coming. So we've got Red Skull and the Hydra Troopers. So we've got another Minions thing here. Uh, Arnim yep. Zola and Baron Strucker. Strucker is the one that I was trying to f- remember the name of. Nick Fury Sr. Yep. And the high- So... So we now, they actually did fix this problem a little while ago because there used to be two different versions of Nick Fury. And as much as everybody loved the version that got copied for the movies, uh, there was a percentage of the audience that missed the old character as well. So Marvel actually, like it's senior and junior now uh, and has been for a while. Um, and it, it just kind of works. I mean, it's obviously a rewrite, but it, it just kind of works. Um, mm-hmm. I really like all four of these boxes. The, the Probably the weakest of them is probably that Nick Fury one. Uh, but Nick Fury Sr. as a separate character probably wouldn't have worked anyway because, I mean, he's an older character. I mean, he, he is the original Nick Fury trope. But mm-hmm. having him, like, he's not... A superhero, so I, I can see why they've decided to do it that way. I don't know. I, yeah. I think I think I would have preferred him to be on his own box and just have some troopers. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Th- this is yeah. This is exciting. I'm 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 up for this. Some good stuff all around coming out from M- M- MCP as well here fall time frame fall end of the year. So yeah. All right, moving on. I have brought us back to the close-up screen for this next one because before I go into the next story, I just want to preface something. I am going to be reading two re- two information releases from two separate companies. 
The first one uh, we have actually known about for a while, which is the secret weapon statement. We chose not to cover it at the time because we wanted to find out more information and get a res- and hear what the response was going to be from the other time because there's accusations in this and then answers. We will not be providing an opinion on this. We're only covering it as part of the news. Um, I want to make that very clear because as much as I am, am or was a fan of both companies um, and I am someone that's lost money because of the Kickstarter on one side of it. Um, I just want to make it very, very clear that there's a reason we're not giving opinions on this. But if you have opinions on it, obviously feel free to voice those. Uh, One side has suggested what you should probably be doing if you're unhappy with one side or the other. So I am going to start with, this is a post from Justin McCoy of Secret Weapon. And this is a post that he put out to the Kickstarter on June the 1st. So this is 11 days ago at this point. Secret Weapon Miniatures Incorporated has spent the past seven months attempting to resolve a dispute with Troll Trader slash TT Combat over their false claim to hold a license to Secret Weapon intellectual property and sales of counterfeit product within and outside of the United States. That claim has made it impossible for us to find a legitimate partner or buying of the Secret Weapon IP. Secret Weapon Miniatures has made a good faith effort to resolve this by offering to enter into a license agreement with TT Combat upon payment due for products delivered. That offer and others have been refused. This situation has forced Secret Weapon to default on its debts to the US Bank, who now hold the US sorry, who now hold the Secret Weapon IP and all outstanding accounts payable. We will continue to do our due diligence in an attempt to resolve the IP issue, to work with the US Bank to find new owners. Until that happens, Secret Weapon can take no action to resolve outstanding projects. While attempting to resolve this dispute, we made no public posts or comments on any official Secret Weapon channel. We regret the anxiety and the silence uh, that this silence has caused for many of our community. Going forward, there will not be regular updates here until such time as US Bank has resolved questions regarding secret weapon business assets, including but not limited to the HD basis design, which is the campaign that this post was put out on. While Tabletop Combat continue to falsely claim to hold any rights to any of our IP, no other company has been willing to involve themselves in the dispute, and so we and the US Bank remain without legitimate buyers or licensees. Secret Weapon will continue to sell the Secret Weapon paint and dungeon tiles while inventories last so that it can continue to cover our rent on the warehouse where physical assets are being stored on behalf of the US Bank. I have contacted someone to ship those orders once per week as I cannot do any work on behalf of Secret Weapon. When and if the dispute with TT Combat is resolved and if and when I can help US Bank to find a buyer for the HD base property, I will post appropriate updates. Until then, it is with great sadness that I can say little and do less. Justin McCoy. So, this is a very, very serious accusation that's been made here. Um, and this was a much-needed update on a project that had pretty much gone silent since we first heard that Secret Weapon had ceased business. Uh, But we did eventually get a response. Secret Weapon Statement. So this is from TT Combat, the people that that had the accusations thrown at them. In response to 
Secret Weapons post on the 31st of May, we would like to clarify our position, uh, the position as follows. In February 2021, a month after the original estimated delivery of the HD Bases Kickstarter campaign, Justin McCoy sent us an email that ended, I will be announcing the closure of Secret Weapon this month. We're not able to weather the pandemic. In order to, in order to provide Secret Weapon with a cash injection, we agreed on rolling a three-month deal where we pay Secret Weapon $10,000 for a three-month license to produce bases in the UK. We paid the first 10000 in advance to help Secret Weapon in the immediate and would begin a three-month period once we could make the models. Secret Weapon began sending us masters of their bases so that we could produce moulds for production. Approximately one month into the first period, Justin notified us that they needed more funds. We agreed to pay for a further three months in advance as we were offered. Um, Secret Weapon paints to sell alongside the bases for no additional charge. Approximately one month later, we will ask for even more money. We requested to see the accounts so that we could understand where the funds were being, provi uh, being provided were going and why outgoings did not match or even come close to the numbers we were originally given. During this period, while we were trying to help Justin save his business and in turn put him in a position to continue to employ his staff and fulfil outgoing Kickstarter campaigns, Justin took a vacation. The limited accounts that were provided revealed what we deemed to be inappropriate spending. At this point, Justin was told we would not be making what well, we would not make additional funds available. His salary was significant outgoing and we could not see how it was justified in the current circumstances. In response to this, Justin said again that he would be closing the company and that our agreement does not exist. At that point, we had already incurred costs approximately £15,000 making moulds for the purpose of production in addition to the £20,000 we had paid to seek a weapon. $20,000. Oh, sorry, dollars. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, in return... We were yet again, uh, sorry, we, in return, we were yet to sell a single secret weapon base. We contacted the US Bank, so we have contacted the US Bank to register an interest with secret weapon. However, no one uh, we talked to is able to confirm that they actually repossess secret weapons IP. We're not stopping Justin from communicating with his HD bases Kickstarter backers in any way. And in fact, we would encourage Justin to show his backers exactly where their money has been spent and what there is to show for it. If we do end up in possession of the secret weapon IP, we will reach out to the HD bases, Kickstarter backers, and see if it's possible to get production into the product into their hands. To conclude, we'd like to make the following things clear. Secret Weapon had already made the decision to close as early as February 2021. This was months before we even discussed, let alone entered into the license agreement. We have never made or sold any counterfeit Secret Weapon product, nor would we. All Secret Weapon products were made available under license as described above. There is no formal ongoing dispute with Secret Weapon on the issue. We are not in any way responsible for Secret Weapon default on its obligations to the US bank or anyone else it owes money to. Safe to say that we wish we had never crossed paths with Justin McCoy. So this is a response that's been very, very carefully written, um, obviously due to the nature of the accusations that were made. And fair enough, I would argue as well. Um, so that's where things stand right now. Um, I will not be providing any opinions on the subject. I will, however, be stating this. There have been a number of the backers that have tried to share this statement on 
social media, and every single time those posts have been removed. We, as a channel, have seen evidence of this uh, provided to us. Uh, the only places they have not been removed at this stage is where they were shared on the Kickstarter, and that's because they cannot be removed from the Kickstarter um, without them doing a lot more work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where this lands. Now, I'm sure yeah. that listeners out there are going to have opinions. I can guarantee you, I have my opinions. Uh, oh, yeah. I had I'm my, sure you do. I had opinions on this the morning the original statement came out, and I can confirm that my opinion has not changed since this was posted. We will continue to update on this story. Um, we felt that it was too important not to cover it, uh, but we also felt that given that we have history on both sides of the argument, that it was important for us not to provide an opinion of our own. Because again, I am one of the backers of that Kickstarter, so I have lost money through that, and it could be seen that that's just me being bitter. Uh, and we have, like, we are fans of the TT Combat products, so it could also yes. be that we are unfairly giving opinions one way or the other. Um, the only thing I will say is that I suspect that this is much more complicated than anybody ex- expects that it will be, and I doubt yeah. that it will be... I doubt that we'll have a straight answer for this for quite a while, regardless of who's in the right or the wrong. Okay. It's really hard to say that without actually giving an opinion. Yeah, All right, no moving on to something a little brighter. Games Workshop are releasing what? stuff, and this is, something, this is something I do have opinions on. In fact, I think you know what my opinion on this is. All right, first things first... We're getting some new Astra Militarum models, which is genuinely exciting. Um, so we've got some new Cadia stuff coming, which includes a new Sentinel, uh, and I think it's fair to say that that old Sentinel model did need to get redone. Uh, they did share a video. This this did come out a little while ago, and it kind of just hints at the stuff that's coming. We've got a new character model, Ursula Creed, which is nice. Um, kind of has a very much a Karen feel to me. She's just out there asking to see the manager of the army. Um, she has a really nice looking coat. I love the head sculpt. I love the fact that there's an optional helmet because let's be honest, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they wouldn't have armor. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Sentinel is really, really nice. Yeah, it looks nice. I do have a question on this release though. So... The big thing that the community has been asking for for a while now is we want some Katachan models. So why are we getting more Cadia stuff, which is a planet that's supposed to have been destroyed? Now, I realise that the army still exists, but the community very clearly asked for one thing, but they're getting delivered another. I mean, I know that's very unusual for Games Workshop, but like, don't get me wrong, like this stuff looks incredible, but the right, voice for right an update on the Katachan models has not been a quiet yeah. Oh well. Uh, moving on, we've also got some more looks at the Voltan, specifically an Ironkin model. So this is something that was originally designed for mining, which kind of makes sense given that what we're talking about. Um, I don't know. I kind of like this. I, I think this could be fun. I like the fact that they're actually showing the inspiration for it. So this is very clearly something that used to be a droid. Yeah. And then it's just been it's been kitted out to be something that serves on the battlefield. It kind of makes sense in the Warhammer 40,000 world Mm -hmm. where everything gets repurposed. Yeah, I I like this. Um, Obviously, I still want to see more because, well, it's too early. Yeah, yeah, I like this. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. Coming up next, we have a miniature that's... Well, it's a miniature, uh, but this thing is... I don't know if I call this thing mini. No. (laughs) So... 
the keen eye among you will be going, That's a, why is it $35 for a 3D printable mini? How does that make any sense? Okay, well, this is how it makes sense. Because it'll take you about two years to print it. Those steps are going around the side of the mini. Each of these platforms are 28 mil in scale. This thing is huge. There's pictures of this that you can find on their Kickstarter, on not their Kickstarter, on their website and so forth that show actual 40k, sorry, not 40k models, Age of Sigma models standing on those steps and around those platforms. This thing is well over a meter tall. It's ridiculous. So what this, this actually is. This is a gaming table, is what this is. Yeah, exactly. This would be a heck of a D&D scenario. Yeah, you're not going to be able to... I've read some of the comments that there's nothing going to be interior in terms of interior sculpting for the actual miniature itself, but... Yeah. That'd be a heck of a fortress to go and conquer as a D&D raiding party, or, or, or even just any party that wanted to... Or, yeah. Or game in out there that wanted to fight over this because it looks pretty cool i mean it's pretty much a skeleton with a built-in fortress with yeah, cannons pretty much power and various platforms as you mentioned so, it's ridiculous i mean i love this thing but it's re- it ridiculous look, well like i said if it's a meter tall it's going to take you about a year or two to to, to print because you know throughout this thing you're going to have misprints oh, you're yeah. going to have to have stuff that's going to be a little bit off and so you're going to have to either reprint something or you're going to have to uh, green stuff some stuff to fill in some of the gaps that got misprinted uh, but, but man uh, I'm not buying it because uh, moving every year or two, three yeah that's not <laughs> I know something's going to break <laughs> yeah so for context I've brought up the pictures from Rocket Pig's actual website um not website, on their Facebook page showing the actual minis on it. Uh, it looks like this has been shared by somebody that's actually purchased it and shared it onto their page. This thing is just nuts. Okay, maybe it's not quite a meter tall, um, but it's absolutely, it's absolutely still. huge. I will send you one of the pictures. Where am I? I don't know. Where are you? Ah, I'm accidentally showing the next statement. So I want that. I want to send it to Major Socks. And then you can have a look at that while we go into the next story. Why can I not find you? There you are. All right. So moving on. TT Combat are a company that we've never spoken about before. So let's have a look uh, at never. what TT Combat are, are doing. Never. So there's actually nothing new from TT Combat this week, but there was last week. And there was quite, oh, a, yeah. th- there was quite a few excited voices. Uh, you in particular, I think. Hey, they're releasing a product that, in my opinion, is evidence of something that we started. Oh, I have to agree. Yes, and I am not a Scourge player, nor really like the Scourge. I mean, their ships and stuff look cool, but my goodness, does this miniature look awesome, so, even though it's Scourge. For the people at home, would you like to explain the conversation? that was? It was you that had the conversation with Lewis, right? Not Lewis, with Dave. Uh, or was yes. it Levi? So, no, it was you. That was me. Uh, my camera off for some reason. Anyways. Yeah, so back in 2017, I was able to go to Gen Con and talk with Dave Lewis um, about some stuff. And one of the questions I asked him was a drop squad type of game. And he said, it's not totally out of the question or process of my mind of where I want to take these games. And lo and behold, what do we get as an exclusive for an event? A 32 millimeter Scourge Warrior model. Yeah. Which looks flippin' awesome. Yeah. So there's a I can there's not a small part of me that is very, very tempted to just buy twenty of these. Now I'm not doing that because I can't afford to do that. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm surprised you haven't even ordered one. I haven't ordered I, at least thirty I, of them already. I, I don't have the money. I'm really <laughs> tired at the moment. 
There is a project that you know that I'm doing at the moment. Yes. That, whilst not as expensive as buying one, is not cheap. So, yeah, there's yeah. there's factors. Yeah. Uh, not going to say what that is. I might hint at it again later. This so, is absolutely it, incredible. And I feel fairly confident in saying it, that I think the think... response was even more positive than TT Combat expected that it would be. I'm, I'm hoping they come out with the other facts as event exclusives in the future. Well, I'm just going to... I'm just going to say this. I made a comment on... I made a comment to TT Combat. It's like, like, you know there's never going to be shutting up the Drop Squad Commander comments now. Oh, like, no. Yep, not after this. And their response was, okay, that's fine. We welcome it. Because so, you know if they, they put out the other four, the comments are even going to get even harder and, and more Look, persistent. So we can... Not that they already are. We can comment... We can offer a couple of things. There's definitely been discussions about that game at TT Combat more than one of them, and we know this for a fact. Yep. We also know that there's been discussions about what they would call that game if it was to be done. The last update we had was that it wasn't being developed at that time, but that update was almost exactly 12 months ago. Hang on one second. I got to knock at my door. Sorry. All good. Wife is away, and the son had to knock... Had a question. That's fair. So yeah, like if 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 this confirms anything, it's just that we a hundred percent believe that this is a product that's coming. I personally don't think it's going to be in the next twelve months. I suspect it's no. probably more towards the two years. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, this is confirmation that it's happening. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's being developed, but this is definitely a tease of. Okay, we know that you've asked for it. This is going to happen at some stage. I really hope that they do this in the way that Lewis said that he wanted it done, which was mm-hmm. the drop squad commander took place inside the buildings while you're trying to find buildings. the assets. Because and, and that floors, in a sense. Yeah. Or, or a whole floor was your entire battle, battle board. Yeah. Let me grab my cat from off the top of my table before he starts chewing on... <laughs> Maybe he just wants to hide under the desk for now. We'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyways. yeah, I mean, Lewis, Lewis Clark is no longer with TT Combat, but we, we know that there was discussions that were taking place. So yeah. that's the direction that I feel that that's going. It's not the only thing, though. I mean, I did show off the page. Yeah, so I mean, cause there, are other, there are other great loose content for their whole range. Yeah. Um, so the anomaly... Looks incredible. It's this mysterious yes. ship, and we don't know where it came from. I love it. But it looks very resistant. Yeah. Uh, we have a hammerhead Karkaros, which is just a hammerhead version of the shark monster thing. Um, some of these we've seen before. So the Osprey gunship we've seen, the yep. Solar Reaver gunship we've seen, th- those ones we have seen before. The other one I really love, the Cinelian. They're doing a clear version of it. Yes. So this is picture here, but but believe it or not, there is actually a mini there. There's, it's not just a black background with nothing on it. But if you hover yeah. your mouse over it, it disappears. <laughs> it disappears completely. Yeah, I noticed that just now. So if you are not aware why this has been done, this is a character that is based on on a real-life wrestler, um, and you can't see him because he's invisible. So they've released a clear version of the Mini. There's a lot of people that are trying to yeah. figure out what to do with this. Um, people that are like, do I paint half of it and not paint half of it? Do I just present it as it is? Uh, my opinion is you just present this as it is. Um, I actually think putting paint on this would ruin it. I have seen people paint clear things and make it look incredible, but the whole point of the joke is that you can't see it. So just leave it. Honestly, just leave it. Yeah. I do like the uh, Occupied New York Sector Pack exclusive down there for uh, Drop Zone. 
the little yep. sectors. Th- those look pretty cool. Granted, that tower is massive. When you look on the, you hover over the picture and you see how massive that tower is. That it, yeah, that it looms above a UCM cruiser uh, in terms of height when it's sitting on top of the flight stand itself. Yeah, um, it is quite big. Uh, yeah. It's going to depend on how you want to model because there are different sizes of those flight rods too. So yes, that is true. That is true. But it's certainly nice and intimidating. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There's some really, really, really nice stuff. Like I said, not all of this stuff is is new. Um, that sector thing that you talked about is one of the older ones. Yeah, uh, but it's just good to see it out again. Yeah, no, this is so. This is their event exclusives. You will only see these during certain points of the year. Um, like yep. I said, I will a hundred percent be buying a Scourge Warrior at wow. some stage. I just can't afford to do it right now because there's something else that's more important. Indie definition: independent type. Slang word, jargon. P-Work Wargames are a company that I had said I wanted to cover quite a long time ago, actually, but I've never actually gotten around to it. So, primarily, these guys do a lot of battle mats, and we haven't covered a battle mat company uh, in, in our Aiming for the Indie segment yet. We have covered these guys in the news once or twice, um, but I haven't actually covered them themselves. They do have a little bit of terrain as well, but I'm going to start with just the mats themselves for now. So... I'm just clicking on gaming mats and I'm just bringing everything up. And I'm just going to open some stuff. It's going to look like I'm doing it randomly, but I'm not. I am actually picking stuff. So I've opened up the old in an alien planet. Uh, I am also going to open up Overlord and Seas of War. And I think I'll leave it at there for now. So the old in is definitely designed with Dungeons and Dragons in mind. Like It's even the pictures that they use. Um... It's very, very dark red in the colorway. It certainly feels very taverny. It kind yeah. of feels gross. Um, and then they've, they've, they've presented it with, they're just putting the dungeon tiles over the top of it. As opposed to having cool. a flat mat, as opposed to having yeah. a flat black, which is not always as nice. Uh, it is, it, it's scaled appropriately. Like it, it feels like it's the right size. If you wanted to make this a tavern, all you've got to kind of do is put up your walls and then it's just, it's a tavern yeah. or it's a shop or it's a whatever you want it to be. Um, these do come in neoprene rubber. You don't have the option of buying cloth options with these guys. Um, and then there's different sizes that you can buy with everything as you normally can with these sort of things. So the picture that they're using there is a 3x3. Three three. You can go as far as 4x6 because, well, of course you can. Alien Planet. I love this one. This is really, really pretty. The detail on this is absolutely incredible. Uh, it's probably worth noting, although I'm sure most people know this, this is not the only company that does. There's several companies that do these ones. I am a big fan of this company myself. I own one of their products. Two of their products. I've got a Kill Team one that I've never used. Uh, but the details on this is just absolutely yeah, phenomenal. Cool. So I own one 3x3 that I purchased for Marvel Crisis Protocol, um, Wild West Exodus, and a few other things. Something I bought something that felt generic enough that it could fit anywhere. Overlord is a beach map. Like, quite literally, that's, that's what it is. Yep. So you've got a beach moving in, into some grassland. I love the fact that they've broken it up with rocks because that's kind of what you end up seeing in real life. Yeah. It's just that smooth, natural transition. There's some dry, broken ground, which is, again, kind of a natural thing. I really, really like this. Yeah. On this particular one, they actually show the breakup of what it would look like in each size, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And each version obviously still has the coastline. Seas of War. It's, a, it's an ocean. <gasps> I'm sure that's really shocking. Mm-hmm. So, what is it you play? Is it Victory of Sea? Black Sails? Victory of Sea. Victory Black Sails and Victory of Sea. Both, b- both of them. 
Yeah, so that's where you're aiming with this. For me, it would be Kings of War Armada, obviously. Yep. Um, and again, shows you the sizes. Uh, I do I do need a water map at this stage. Water I map. almost brought one recently, but... Did you? I, I couldn't afford it. I, I can't afford everything. Things yeah, that... I've been, I've, I've had to tighten the belt. So yeah, look, these guys do some absolutely incredible stuff, and and I've only scratched the surface on the mat, mats there. Uh, yeah. They do a whole series of combat maps um, for D and D and other such games. They do their own versions of fantasy tiles, dice trays. Uh, scenery wise, these guys, I'm just going to kind of skim across this unless you see something that's needing to look at, but they do a whole series of MDF terrain, including some urban ruins and which th- that urban ruins number three set is, I really, really love that. It's very modular. You can just kind of make up your own building as you go. Yeah, two or three yeah. sets that would work with. It would work with Marvel Crisis Protocol because it's just the ruins of a building that somebody's destroyed. It could work with 40K because it's it's the ruins of a building. Um, the um, bundle is probably the way that I would go if I was buying, whether it be the yeah. Urban 2 and 3 or 1 and 3, because then it, yeah. like, it actually... There's a bundle that has 1, 2, and 3, and it all kind of fits together in a very large set. Mm-hmm. That would probably fill an entire table. Yeah. For Marvel Crisis, it would at least anyway. Mm-hmm. These guys have some really, really nice looking stuff. Yep. They haven't been doing it as long as TT Combat, but there's some really like there are some sets here where it's kind of like, okay, yeah, it's a tower and there's like that medieval lost berg. There's no real detail on the building itself. You're gonna kind of have to paint it to get detail. Mm-hmm. But the floors all have detail. It's just the walls that are kind of bare. Um but that allows for people to customize it a lot better as well. Having big detail in terrain is not always a good thing. Uh, given that they haven't been doing this sort of stuff as long, I'm amazed at the quality that they've got because this stuff looks mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I think the only thing I would say negative-wise is I'd like to see a little bit more on the... F- I'd like to see them explore the fantasy range with a little bit more than just buildings. Everything kind of just feels like it's ruins of everything. Um Sci-fi, yeah. like, there's some decent-looking sci-fi, but fantasy all kind of feels the same-ish to me. Because in the sci-fi, yeah. like, you've got the large barracks, you've got the, the ruins. Like, it, there's a little bit of everything there. But in fantasy, it's all mm-hmm. the... This is a building. This is a tower. This is a ruined tower. This is a... It's just all kind of the same stuff. So that's the only thing mm-hmm. that I would say I'd like to see get updated a little bit. Yep. Good value, yeah. though. I mean, this stuff's... Yeah. Like, even without that 10% discount they're doing right now, that's the bundles have a discount on them. It's pretty good, yeah. Dream blue trying paint. Socks, what hobby have you been up to? <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> By that response, <laughs> I I have been busy um, with work. Um, I'm surprisingly, uh, we're getting ready for some some command change. Uh, across my uh, unit, so we're trying to get ready for that. Uh, wife is out of town actually right now. She uh, flew back home for dad's wedding, mm-hmm. um, so I'm watching the kids. I'm geobashing slash watching kids. Uh, so I haven't done anything really. Weeks. I hope to get some stuff done uh, here soon. So yourself? Well, what night was it? Thursday night. Yeah. Thurs- yeah, Thursday night I finally started doing some tests with the speed paint, which I know nice. I said had been coming for a while. Um, honestly. 
I've been dealing with a bit of hobby burnout lately. I've really been struggling on that front. Uh, and I know that you know this already, but I'm just mm-hmm. kind of... Sometimes when you push so hard for so long, you just get to a point of, I just can't. And I've kind of I been just, there yeah, for I, a good couple of weeks. Break. Yeah. Yep, I get it. Because I, I, I kind of was in that way if you, when I was doing all my Victory C stuff. Yeah. Because uh, there was a guy here in the local community that reached out on our Facebook page saying, hey, is there anybody in the local area that's wanting to play? And so I sped through all my Japanese stuff and mm. I haven't played a game with him in three weeks because he's kind of just disappeared. Uh, oh, I that's a shame. Facebook. Yeah, it is a shame. I, I reached out to Facebook because we were chatting uh, individually on through Messenger or through Facebook and I was just like, I kind of gave up, unfortunately. Uh, to be, yeah. Truth be told, I, I, I reached out a couple of times and I even went to the store and said, hey, I'm here at the store because we said we're going to try and do Saturdays and he never showed up until I'm just like, well, what's the point of doing this? So I'm kind of, yeah. that has kind of turned me off on doing anything hobby right now because I'm just like, what's the point of, of doing something with this guy if he's not going to show up or respond to any of my messages and, and whatnot yeah. and try and reach reach out. Star Wars wise, I'll probably get back into here in the next few days. Uh, actually, over the next few weeks, uh, mm-hmm. with Shadow Collective coming out this week. Um, yeah. So. Um, so I I use some speed paint on some nice. stuff that I'm not going to show off because I don't, I don't want that's for a side project. They are actually some Infinity stuff, uh, but I'm not using them for Infinity. They're not even for the faction mm-hmm. that I intend to use for Infinity. I brought these like four years ago, and they remained untouched in their box for months. I could have, in theory, done an unboxing, but I didn't see the point because it's a box that they don't really sell anymore. So I didn't really see the point in unboxing it for anyone. Um, so they're being built for a project that is very slow burn. Like This is not the project I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, uh, I went out for games Friday night. I was supposed to be playing a game of Don't Look Back, but the, the people that I was playing with were playing something first, and it kind of ran over. And after a good couple of hours, I went, yeah, it's okay. And I, I headed home because I, yeah. got, I got to watch a few things. And I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not upset. Like, I genuinely enjoyed myself. I, I got to watch some people playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. And nice. I'm finally kind of on that because I was really excited about that until the pandemic kind of burnt me out on a few things. Uh, and Marvel, I've not really gone back to because there just there wasn't any point. Um, I'm kind of keen to, I really want to play Marvel again. Um, which is good because honestly, I don't even really need to do much. I already have the models. They're not all painted though. So I do kind of need to paint some stuff, unfortunately. Um, I also got to watch a game of Kill Team, which is a, uh, games workshop thing just for your Mm -hmm. sake. Uh, honestly, looks like a lot of fun. It's really simple. Um, like the previous Kill Team was a lot of fun too, but. The new version came out with the new templates and stuff, and there was a lot of people that were like, this is dumb. The game actually looks really, really good. Um, Their movement templates are all done with, like, symbols and circles to try to make it easier for new people. Because the whole point of Kill Team is that it's supposed to be an easier version of 40K to draw people in. Yeah. Um, And honestly, I think the new version's better than the old one from what I'm looking at. Um, People can hate me on that if they want, but I think it blows the old one out of the water. It's a much better game from what I saw. I wasn't playing. I was watching, but it's much better. The other thing I got to see was some people playing the DC Universe game. So this is done by the same people that do the Batman miniatures game, but it's the superheroes instead of the Batman people. So it's people with superpowers instead of just a guy running around in a bat suit. Just playing with lots of money. Yeah. Um, Honestly, (laughs) looks like a lot of fun. Um, Again, not buying because I don't need it, but... yeah. I do know a couple of things that I would buy if I brought into it. 
Um, so yeah, that that's where I've, that's where I've been. Purchases wise, I haven't really purchased anything miniatures wise the last couple of fortnights, and, and there's a reason for that. Uh, I am preparing to build some. Um, our Patreon knows what this is, uh, but they are the only ones that know. Oh no, you, well you guys know what it is, obviously, because you guys have been part of the discussion. So my last month has largely been me sitting down with pen and paper and planning a very significant build um Mm -hmm. the plan is that it's supposed to be starting within the next month i it's not so much i I know where i'm getting what i need for it the problem is getting that stuff here because it's not something that i can carry on a motorbike and it won't it won't fit on my (laughs) housemate's car so i'm going to have to organize that um, we well, we do have a plan for that. It's just a matter of lining everything up. So at this stage, there's been four articles that I've written for a blog that are available exclusive to our Patreon right now. The build that I'm preparing to do is a fairly it's it's a fairly significant one uh, and something that I feel I can pull off. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I, I'm I'm definitely testing myself with this. It's not like an mm-hmm. easy thing for me to pull off. Um, there's some things that I want to achieve in this that are going to be fun especially if I do it right. Hopefully this is something that I'll look at and I'll be able to go, yeah, I'm really proud of that. So hopefully it works well and turns out to be a really good video because there will be a video that comes of the final product of me not just building it, but actually... Showing it off. Showing how I did it. So, because the intention yeah. is, like, there's a whole series of video types which is showing you how people did things if you want to build one for yourself. This is a very popular one in our community for obvious reasons. Uh, well, not a, obvious to you and me, not to the people we're talking to. Uh, my aim for this is that this is going to be something that hopefully will reach out to people outside of our community and push our content further because that's what I would like the result to be. Yeah. <laughs> Talk nerdy to me. And we are covering a little game called Drop Zone Commander. So, if this is the first episode that you've listened to, two episodes ago, we touched on... So that would be episode 79. We touched on the basics of Drop Zone Commander and Drop Fleet Commander. So, we're going to try to remember to keep on referring back to that for the people that aren't aware. Because if we don't, we'll just end up getting the same questions that we did last time. But mm-hmm. this particular section, it's just about looking at certain certain aspects of the game and we're just slowly going through everything. So, if you're wanting context, the context that you're looking for is within episode 79. We're looking at PHR today and we're looking at the heavy... I mean, it says heavy tanks, but there are no actual tanks in this. It's all walkers, so... No, the, no. PHR um, is primarily... They do have a few tanks, but they're not in their heavies. Yep. All their heavies are, are walkers or a flyer... Yep. Uh, yep. So, and, and so, would you like to start with the Odin? Yep. So the Odin Heavy Walker is a squad size of one to six at sixty-five points apiece. Um, in version one, you would actually buy these as separate walkers, but in the new version, uh, they have all combined those new Heavy Walkers into one big mass conglomerate. Uh, grouping and then you can just buy optional weapons on the side to change them up a little bit so you can still get those old walkers the the inyo and the hyper um walker you'll just have to upgrade the weapons um in that aspect but anyways uh it has a move value of a a countermeasure passive of plus five uh 15 armor two damage and it's a walker type its primary weapons for the odin are dual rail guns with a move and fire value that so you can move the full fire. Uh, you have a front side rear or front side arc and then range full range counter just 20 
for two shots, two plus accuracy is or two plus in the energy 11. So it's a pretty well rounded off uh, heavy hitting tank, especially with those energy 11s, um, because with the new version, you roll your after you hit. And if you score a hit, then you roll a dice. And if then you add your uh, energy to your weapon uh, to that dice roll. And that's what you actually hit. So you have to match that. So like, for example, if I was shooting another Odin with this dual railgun, I would need a four on the dice, a four plus yeah uh to actually burn hit through the the armor um the dual smooth bores or sorry it has a mini gun as well with 36 inch uh range full right uh, front side uh and then 20 or 12 inches countered this mini gun it's it's primarily going to be used for if troops are sitting next to a building or out in the open that's the mm-hmm. only time you're really going to be using this this minigun otherwise don't bother taking it or i mean it's you're going to take it because it's a primary weapon um, but as I stated, the only time you're really going to be shooting it is troops are sitting on the side of the building, shooting at you out, in, out of the building or out in the open. Uh, and then you have dual smooth bores, um, which is a front side, uh, infinite range for full 12 inch counter, uh, two shots, two plus accuracy, energy plus, uh, or energy of 10. So it's not the greatest in terms of, I mean, it can still hit, uh, enemy units, but this one actually has the special rule of Devastator 2 for scenery. And so if you want to shoot some buildings that have an objective in it before those troops find it, potentially find it uh, of your enemies, this is the weapon to take. Mm. Um, uh, so it, it's pretty nasty. And then if you really want to um, destroy some units, take the Hyperion. You can actually replace the dual guns, smooth boards, or the Hyperion for no cost. So for 65 points, you can take either of your options in terms of weapons. A Hyperion laser is pretty awesome because it is infinite whether you have countermeasures or not. So you're shooting across the board. Granted, you're only getting one shot with a 2 plus accuracy, but the energy 11 is pretty nice. Again, as I mentioned, with the, uh, I have the energy against your armor. But with a destroyer of 5 plus on this weapon, if you roll a 5 plus, um, I think it's on your shots. I can't remember. Uh, I'd have to look at the rules. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll look at that as Bruce goes over the next weapon. But if you roll a 5 plus, I think it's an automatic crit. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty nice. Um, I, I like the Odin because the Odin kind of, it, it's one of those things where it can kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, it's just a matter of yeah. obviously you need to be able to predict what you need to use it against. Yes. Um, for some sorts of heavy tanks, the Odin can do very well. The Hyperion will do really well again with that uh, uh, Destroyer 5+. I'm, try- I'm finding the rules right now. Uh, yeah. So uh, while you're looking at that, I'm going to go over the Zeus. So the Zeus yep. Guardian Warrior. It's 18. It's 80 points. Squad size of one to six. Takes up one slot. Move of two inches. Countermeasures is active in its P3 plus. Uh, armor of 15 still. Damage of two. Type is Walker, and its special is Command Center. So we have a rail gun. Nothing in its moving fire like the other one. The arc is front and side. <coughs> Range is infinite. In full, or 24 inches in counted. Uh, it's got one shot, accuracy of 2+, plus, energy of 11. So it's very, very, very similar to the other weapon uh, on the other one. But it also has the minigun, which is exactly the same as the previous minigun. Nothing special about it at all. However, it has a defense network. Any friendly walker unit without the large special rule within 3 inches of this unit gains a plus 5 passive countermeasure save if it doesn't already have one so this is is actually helping the rest of your units as well yeah yeah so um with that defense network 
all of your standard units and some of your transports, um, like your uh, Junios and stuff like that, don't have passive countermeasures. So you stick a Zeus by it, just one Zeus. You're gonna give them, in a sense, a shield. Um, so this is pretty nice. Also with the command center, you can put a commander in there so you don't have to put your main commander uh, you could put a secondary commander in here um, as well. So that way, some of those command cards that um, have that special rule on the command cards where they have to be Sphere of Influence, you can actually use a Zeus yep. model itself if the commander is in there as your Sphere of Influence when, when activating those type of cards. So the Zeus is pretty well, uh, I almost say necessary. One, for the command center if you put a secondary commander in. Mm. Two, just for that defense network. If you're able to give a, a little shield bubble to anything that doesn't have a passive countermeasure, which, like I said, most of your standards and some of your other transports don't. Uh, Especially if, if you've got vulnerable troops that you need to get inside the building, this is a very good way of trying to guarantee that they get there. Yeah. Well, not guaranteed, oh, sorry, it has, but it, it's going to make it easier to get there. My apologies. It says friendly walker unit. So the Junios will not be the, the, the oh. Tyrannus artillery tank and the, the yes. Junios will not be not work. So it has to be a walker unit. So your standard, so um, your Aries walker, your Phobos, your Mention, and yep. uh, th those type of walkers, um, they will get that, that defense network bonus. So even your Erebos and your Apollo strike walker, those support units, those type of walkers. Um, so that's still not bad. Uh, what is that one? Or even your little Janus scout walkers, your little scout units. Yeah. I actually like it, especially with that command center, like I said. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. But with that, with that defense network, you can, that really uh, mm. is a nice little bonus. Um, so. uh, did you find your answer to the destroyer? So the destroyer, how it works is it's denoted by that DS plus or X plus uh, status. If a destroyer weapon hits a target by the rolling it, equal to the higher than the X value shown, it automatically causes a critical hit without needing to roll. So if your shooter's accuracy is modified above the X value, it still misses as normal. The X value instead becomes the lowest number to hit. In this instance, any hit would automatically become a destroyer hit. So if your accuracy is a two plus, you roll a five plus, you just cause a critical hit without yeah. having to roll damage. So nice. Hyperion laser is pretty nice um, if you roll that five plus. Granted, you got one shot, so you got two thirds chance to roll a five plus. So in my opinion, it's still worth that. Yeah, no, I would agree with you. Definitely. Yeah. All right. And now moving on to what is in my opinion, the best looking miniature in the entire army. I have one of these and it is awesome. Yep. So we're looking at the Hades Scorpion. It's 175 points of glory. Squad size of one takes up six spaces inside transport. This thing has a super heavy rail repeater. There's nothing in the move and fire. Its arc is front and side. The full range is infinite. Counted range is 36 inches. It's got one shot, accuracy of two plus, energy of 12. This is articulated and strafe three. It's also got a nanomachine swarm. We've seen this before in a couple of things. Mm -hmm. uh, move and fire is nothing. Front, side, and rear, 18-inch full, 18-inch counted, 10 shots, 2 plus, um, an energy of 6, focus 2, indirect, and tech killer. So, yeah, that, that's fairly self-explanatory, really. Uh, white minigun. Oh, sorry. Heavy minigun. Where did I get that from? I don't know. Uh, we have two of these, so I'm just going to read them as one. Uh, there's nothing in there moving fire. There's one on the left and one on the right. It's front and side. 48 inch full, 18 inch counted, three shots, two plus, energy six. Oh, that's where I got it from. White nano machines. Once per oh, activation, pick one friendly damaged vehicle within nine inches. That vehicle 
replenishes one damage point. This thing is this thing is nasty. Yeah. Um, well, it's doing you, some it massive, massive damage. It's also kind of it's kind of like infecting beast. uses uh, things around it. Yes. Um, and then on top of that, it has, it's also healing your own stuff. Yeah, it has a move value of four. A command or countermeasure is just active. Uh, Fourteen armor, which is one of the highest in the games. Uh, Eighteen, eight damage, not eighteen, eight damage. Uh, and it's large. It is rare, so you, these depending on the size of your game, you can only, you may only be able to take one of them. Mm. Um, but that super heavy rail rail repeater, even though it has gives you one shot, the strafe three value allows you to shoot three shots. Yeah. So at three different targets, if you want to, and with it being articulated, the model itself is about two, three, two and a half, three inches tall. Yeah. With it being articulated, where that where you measure from, you can actually go another inch above that based on the articulation rule rule to measure line of sight from. So you can hide this behind a, a low building, and if it's still below that one inch threshold for the articulated, you can shoot this over a building. Um, so it's pretty nice. And then with that nanomachine swarm, it's indirect. So it's going around the building. An enemy is around a building. All right, fine. I'll, uh, I'll send my little swarm of nanomachines and I'll, I'll punch you with the, the 10 shots that I have. Yeah. Yes, my energy is only a six, but with a focus of two, every two hits I'm taking away, I'm increasing my energy. So, okay. Yeah. So, no, yeah, no, this is, this is good. Uh, would you like to cover the Belladonna? Yep. So the Belladonna Ordnance Scorpion is another Scorpion Walker type uh, for 185 points, squad size of one. Again, six transport because uh, it is a beast. Uh, same values as the in terms of the standard move countermeasures. And that four, four inch move countermeasures active, 14 in armor, eight damage. This one does not have the rare option, so you could take multiples of these mm-hmm. uh, if you want to. Um, the Vanquisher Cannon has a move value of two inches, so you can only move, move half of your movement and still fire. Front side is your arc, infinite range, 18-inch countered, one shot, two-plus accuracy, energy of 13. Again, is articulated, and Devastator 3 of everything. So Devastator means that uh, when a weapon hits a target, uh, the type in the bracket, roll of damage is normal. However, does that amount of damage listed by the x value so if you hit you're doing three damage with and you can do three damage on anything buildings uh infantry will just waste them pretty much depending on the infantry yeah uh, i think light, that'd be a waste target. on infantry i agree uh so anything that's heavy like another large even your behemoths um granted behemoths are, are massive with the amount of hit points they have based on the number of sections that they have for each mm. of them uh, each behemoth, but this thing could take out or heavily damage a, a Shaltari heavy walker because the heavy walker for the Shaltari have four hit points. You hit this thing with a against that, and you've taken out it pretty much right away. And then it has two light rail guns as well on the left and right. Uh, infinite full or for range for non countered, 24 inches for countered uh, units, one shot, two plus accuracy, and 10 inch or 10 energy. So even those light rail guns are pretty nasty. Um, yeah. Because you can take out lighter lighter units, uh, your your standard type units, out with these light rail guns, and then the large unit or another heavy unit, you use your vanquisher cannon to uh, just waste havoc on them that way. Yeah. Um, so that's what I would do with this thing, bring in one. So I I don't have the bell on it, uh, with, but with that vanquisher, I would love to have one. Mm, yeah, definitely. And then finally, we have Tiamat. So the god of the dragons themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Tiamat ordnance ship. Gee, I wonder what this does. 190 points, squad size of one. It does not take up transport because it is its own transport. Moves as 
It moves 16 inches. Canimations are active. Armor of 11. Damage of 6. And it's an aircraft type. There's nothing special about it. It has a super heavy rail cannon. Like rail cannon wasn't scary enough. Yeah. Move and fire of 4 inches. Uh, front arc. The full range is infinite. The countered range is 24 inches. It has one shot, three plus, energy 13, devastator two for vehicles, and strafe two. It also has a stealth missile battery. Gee, that might be where its name comes from. Uh, Its move and fire is nine inches, front arc, 36 inches uh, for full, 12 inches countered, one shot, accuracy of three plus, energy seven penetrative so this is like this is just it's a vehicle killer let's be honest the stealth yeah. missile battery you could take out some um some infantry units. or some lighter units it's probably a uh, waste on infantry but it's like this is it's it's putting down ground fire and it's just taking out the yeah. stuff that's irritating you is what it's there for yeah with the penetrative rule yep if you roll a six you cause the damage no matter what so yep. there's always the, the off chance that you'll roll that six uh because you may be trying to hit a armor unit that's heavier uh than what your energy can take on uh, yeah with that with that penetrative rule you might as well try it so yeah no i I agree it it may be the saving shot that that stops you from losing a game so true uh it's not something that i'd be relying on like that particular no no uh, but if you get it it's going to be a bonus uh it's something that helps if you're trying to take out something that it's not designed for it's not something that guarantees it um There's not really anything in here that I could say that I don't want to look at. I I would argue that the Odin and the Zeus are things that you need to own, like yes, 100%. Yes, those point values. Yeah. Because if you're playing a lower point game, you're not going to be able to take a Hades or a, Bel- or a Tiamat every single game. Yeah. Uh, if, you, if you play a, a, a minus 1,000 game in terms of point size, uh, the Odins, the Zeus, the various types of Odins, you're going to need to take some, some of those, uh, definitely. Yep. As a heavy option. Um, Hades and the Belladonna. Um, again, just but these things are all really, really good. Um, I think the Belladonna is probably the stronger of the two because of the Devastator. Th- the Devastator all. In terms of weapons, yes, but in terms of if you've got a, a commander that's wounded or another unit that's wounded, those white nano machines of of the Hades is pretty nice. True. Uh, so it, it 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 can go either way if you want to. If you want to kill some units, definitely take the Bologna with that Vanquisher cannon. Oh, Bologna! Support, I'm reading that wrong. <laughs> yeah, you are reading it wrong. If you want to, if you want a, an overall support unit that can also heal you at the same for some of your units, take the Hades. So yeah. it really depends on what you want uh, in your in your army. And I have seen people when the Hades came out. I, I have seen people mod it so that it can hang underneath the um, Phobos. Oh, okay. Sorry, the Poseidon drop ship. So each of those little nubs on the the knees of the walker itself is, is where it actually connects to the, the underside of the dropship. And so I've seen people actually mod it with it hanging underneath the Poseidons. Nice. So cool. Yeah. But yeah, again, uh, Odin and Zeus are a must takes. Uh, I think anywhere you go, if you've got the points value, it's a toss up between the other three. Yep. And uh, it's going to depend on who you're going against. Um, yep. Belladonna's probably a little bit more versatile because it's devastator all but yes. honestly i i and so bella B- bologna um bologna. don't get me wrong i'm not saying that bologna is the only one that you should look at i love the scorpion because socks is right that the, the nano machines are very very much key uh but it depends this is one of those things where it depends on how you feel the game's gonna go yes. because 
if you're facing someone that can take out your important stuff, the Hades does something that the Belladonna never will. In yeah. saying that, if you're in a big game, there's no reason why you couldn't have both, but that's a big no. chunk of your points that otherwise. Is, that Yeah, that is a lot of your points. That's... In a smaller game, I would lean towards the Hades because it also yes. supports and it's easier to justify because it's cheaper. But agreed. Uh, Matt, I don't see I don't see somebody taking unless it's a bigger game. But I would argue that again, these are all things you need to own. Um, it's just a matter of being able to build what and, works for you. Definitely pairing. It's definitely pairing all these with a a transport ship yep. at a minimum. Um, because that's that is the the bane of the PHR is they are one of these slower factions on the tabletop. Mm. Um. So the Poseidon will set you back 70 points. So for the Hades, that Um, means you're looking at 245, yeah. 245 for for both the the walker and the transport. Yep. Um, Because you're going to drop this in the middle of the board most of the time, not not near the front, but a foot or so in in the board and just let it sit there. Um, you're going to want some stuff to help support it. So it's not just shooting up, shooting stuff on its own, but with that nine inch range of those white nano machines, you're going to be able to protect itself as well as protect the others. Yep. As it's supporting others. Placement of the Hades is going to be the most important part of, like if you're going to take that, you need to give some serious thought as to where you, because if you place that in a bad spot and you lose it. Or, or it's ineffective for the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's a four inch move. Or you're picking it up and it's taking a couple of turns to be picked up by its Poseidon and re- repositioned. I mean, with the, the range that it has with that super heavy repeater, 36 inches with the counter, there's not many places, depending on the shooting lanes of the scenery that mm. you have of the terrain itself. When I usually look at a board for, for drop zone, and this goes for any game, I look at the shooting lanes that I have. And I have a can shoot almost clearly across the table. Yeah. And then I'll find two or three lanes that I can just sit down and, and pick out two or three shooting lanes. And that's what I do with the Hades. It's the best. Um, it's, yeah, because, definitely. Because you're, you're going to be able to tie up so many different options of your opponent trying to sk- scoot stuff up through those lanes, um, especially with that range. Um, yeah. Shaltari is going to have a hard time walking up through it. Um, Scourge are going to have a hard time bringing up their, their light tanks. Yes, their light tanks are fast for the Scourge. Yeah, but if you're able to pick off one or two at a time with that strafe three option, and then when they get close enough, you can start taking them out with the nano machines. It's going to be hard for them to to, to especially when they got eight hit hits. They're yeah. really as a scourge player, you're they're really going to have to come in around your side from a building to be effective. But again, that nano machine swarm of indirect can allow you to wrap around a building as well to hit them. Yeah. Them out in the line of sight with your super heavy reel. And so, re- realistically, if you're in a big enough game, if you have a Hades. And a Tiamat, what it doesn't take out, the Tiamat will. Yeah, because you can put these up in a in a battle group. They'll have to be set up in a standard battle group, uh, and so you can take a heavy with a couple of squads of heavies. And so you're absolutely right. You, mm. you have a, a Hades or a Bellona uh, sitting there, and then with the Tiamat, that Tiamat's just going to be swooping back and forth, picking off whatever's trying to flank the Hades or the, or the Bellona, so, yeah, or your or, or your other standard units for that matter too. So all around great. Great options for the PHR in terms of heavy units. Yeah, the PHR so, have a lot of it, really good options. They do. But again, Odin and Zeus are definitely must take. Definitely. So. No, no. The Odin and Zeus, I mean, as much as we've just concentrated a whole heap of time on the others, the Odin and Zeus are must takes um, on every level Absolutely. of the game, pretty much. There's no reason why yeah. you would never have them. Tournament demos, conventions, you know, 
We have the World Model Expo coming up from the 1st to the 3rd of July. Uh, tickets are still on sale. This takes place at the NH Eidenhof Conference Centre in Konigshof, which is in Veldhoven in the Netherlands. Gen Con is August 4th till 7th. Badges and tickets are still on sale. PAX West has announced their dates. That is coming up in September from the 2nd till the 5th. PAX Australia is from October 7th till the 9th. And PAX Unplugged is December 2nd till 4th. PAX West is a really long event. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's a four-day event. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of really good things coming up. Uh, if you do have events coming up, they don't have to be big ones, but if you have tournaments and stuff that you want people to come across to, obviously let us know. Um, reach out and we, we're more than happy to share. Like, we cover the big stuff, but by all means, yeah. like, we have covered smaller tournaments and stuff before. We just need to have enough time to cover it. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, patreon.com slash getting table is where we can be found. And we, again, appreciate all the support you guys give us. Uh, if you want to find us uh, through the other social media pages, Facebook, getting tabled, facebook.com slash getting tabled is where we can be found most of the time. And that's where we're most uh, social or active. And then youtube.com slash getting table. Uh, please subscribe to us. Uh, we're trying to send or put out more videos and stuff like that. I'm trying to get set up to do uh, box openings and stuff like that here in the future. Myself, if you want to email us, gettingtabled.gmail.com is where we can be found. Uh, our Twitter and Instagram are both at gettingtabled. Our website is gettingtabled.weebly.com. And then twitch.tv slash Jason the Bruce is where you can find the Bruce, where he's streaming various games. And those are Mondays and Thursdays around 7 p.m. Melbourne time. Right? Yep. You haven't changed those? Nope. So I did go earlier a couple of nights this week, but that's just because I'm on leave at the moment. But um, yeah, um, probably going to do a hobby night this week at some point, or a hobby day at some point this week. I nice. don't know when that's going to be. That will probably not be on one of the scheduled days. Will be an will be an extra. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. Thank you very much, socks. Yep. It's been fun. And yeah. otherwise, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mattias at soundimage.org.